My behavior indicates that I'm afraid. Yet the actual perception of fear is elusive. How do I reach and deal with this deep-rooted but unconscious emotion? My behavior indicates that I'm afraid. Yet the actual perception of fear is elusive. How do I reach and deal with this deep-rooted but unconscious emotion? Do you want to go into this now? I was going to deal with it on Saturday. But as my we did both days. If one has observed this problem of fear has existed from time immemorial, right? It has existed with man. And man has lived with it, both consciously or hidden deep down. Its roots very, very deep. And either we have escaped from it through logic, through analysis, through any form of entertainment that helps us to avoid coming directly into contact with it and holding it, or we have suppressed it, right? we have this, or we neglect it. Say what? We have lived with fear for a million years, so what does it matter now? And one knows the consequences of fear, physical shrinkage, tendency to be a hypocritical resistance, an avoidance of the fact that one is really afraid. So if one really profoundly wants to be freed from that reaction called fear, one has to go to the very root of it. There is biological fears, body, the organism, which must protect itself, and the fear of disease, old age, death, and the fears of past memories. So fear is again a common ground upon which all human beings stand. Either we deal with it superficially or inquire into it very, very deeply. What is the root of fear? I know one knows various forms of fear. Death, old age, fear of tomorrow, fear of uncertainty, fear of insecurity, fear of not being loved, or loved and not being receiving that love, fear of loneliness, fear of loss, fear of not having anybody to depend on, and so on. There are various forms of fear. The fear of the dark, the fear of light. Do we deal with the outward forms of fear? That is, I'm afraid of my wife, or I'm afraid of a bully. A bully, bullying all the time, you lie, you do all kinds of things. And there is a fear of that constant pressure of an aggressive, slightly demented person. So, 
do we want to deal with fear superficially, which is intellectually, verbally, or do we want to go into it very, very, very deeply? Please, this is a serious question which you must answer for yourself. If you want to deal with it superficially, that is endless. It's like a tree. The moment you cut down one branch or one twig of it, there's another one rising. It's perpetual flowering of fear. Or you go into it observing its very nature structure, how it comes into being. When we want to deal with it deeply, go to the very root of it. What is the root of fear? Please, I'm not telling you, the speaker is not pointing out we are together investigating into a tremendous, complicated problem which has crippled humanity. And out of fear we've done all kinds of things, invented all the gods on earth. If there is absolutely no psychological fear, then you are, you are beyond all gods. So what is basically the root of fear? Is it time and thought? Please, we are investigating, I'm not telling you, I'm questioning. Is it time, the future, or the past? And is it also thought, thinking about the future, thinking about the past? thinking what might happen, or what has happened. The future is time. The past is time. The past, modifying itself in the present, moves towards tomorrow, the future. The remembrance of an incident which has caused fear, the future of that incident awakening the new fear. You following all this? Am, we, am I talking to myself or we are meeting each other? So there is horizontal fear and vertical fear. Right? We are asking, is it time? The past, the present and the future. I'm afraid of, when he's afraid of the present, the instability, the threat of war, the one that some country, another great tribal country might put it on this soil. So one is afraid of the past, the present, and the future. This is a movement, right? It's not something that is static, it's a movement. And so, a movement means time. From here to the village requires time to travel, go to the village. From one point to another point means time. So, we're asking if time is one of the factors of fear. Logically, it seems so. Rationally, same. And is thought also the root of fear. I think tomorrow 
may bring me unemployment. I'll be unemployed tomorrow. They're thinking about it. While I am, I am employed, thinking about it tomorrow is also the beginning of fear. Right, you follow? Thinking about the past, the incidents, the, the psychological accidents which had brought about certain forms of fear, thinking about the past, thinking about the future, thinking about the actual moment of life in which there is such tremendous uncertainty. Thought breeds fear, right? You following all So time and thought are they the major factors of fear. And if they are, and as in reality they are, what is what to do? You don't see a metro? Have, have you, were we meeting each other? I, you have explained this to me, that time and thought is the root of fear. You have gone into it, you have explained it. Not in great detail, but I've captured the meaning of what you have said. Now, uh, then you ask me, is it an idea that you have accepted, the words that you have accepted, or listening what you have said to me, from that listening I have made an abstraction of it into an idea, and I am struggling with the idea. Then I ask, how am I to put that idea into action? You see the difference? It's very concrete. You have understood what I am saying? Is this clear? No. We have the habit of making abstractions of the fact. Those abstractions become ideals, ideas, concepts, conclusions, all verbal. And then I ask myself, how am I to carry out these ideals these ideas, these concepts, that time and thought are the root of fear. You understood? I have made an abstraction of what you have told me. Time and thought are the root of fear. And I am pursuing the idea, how am I to carry out in life? The speaker says, please don't do that. Don't make an abstraction of what you have heard. That Time and thought are the root of fear. Don't translate into an idea, but find out the truth of it, the actuality of it. That is, I see that I really am afraid of the past, which is so. Also I am afraid the present, because the things are so incredibly destructive around me. And also I am afraid of tomorrow, the future. The atom bomb, the nuclear bomb, the mugging, the man terrorists, and the politicians with their game. That's the present, so also the future. So I realize, I see the fact, not the idea, that time and thought are the root of fear. I'll, on Saturday, next Saturday, I'll go into much more in a different way, but this is the root of fear. Now, what shall I do? I realize I have 
I see the fact. I see the truth of what you have told me. Not romantic, idealistic, uh, all that. That's no meaning. I see the truth, the actual truth of what you have told me. Then the difficulty arises, if you have gone that far, who is the observer who actually sees the fact? Do you understand all this? Or is this too difficult? All right. Who is the observer? Says, yes, I see the truth of it. Is the observer different from what he sees? You understand my question? When I say yes, I see the truth of what you have told me, I have already played a trick, which is, I see the truth of it. That means I am different from the truth. You follow me? Right? Is this clear? Wait a minute, let me put it much more simply. When, when I'm angry, is that anger different from me? Or at the moment of anger, there's no difference. There is this tremendous reaction. A few seconds later, I say, I have been angry. Therefore, I have divided myself as the me who has been angry. Right? You see? So, when you have told me the truth, the fact that time and thought are the factors of fear, I listen to it very carefully and I say, yes, I see the truth of it. And the perception of the truth is something out there and me watching it. Or do I, there is no observer but only the fact of it. You understand the difference? I observe that tree. In that observation, words spring up, that's an oak tree. And that the very naming of that tree prevents me from actually looking at it. You understood? If I go to a museum and see a picture, a painting by the, ancient, by the old masters. I don't like modern paintings, so it doesn't matter. And I go there and look. When I compare one master against another master, I'm not looking at the actual painting of a particular master. Right? I'm comparing, judging. Uh, I'm never observing very closely without any sense of other painters looking. So, when I observe, when I see the truth of what you have told me, there is no division between the observer and the observed. There is only the truth of it, not I see it. And that perception, which is holistic, frees the mind from fear. Completely. Have you got this? Don't look really so puzzled. Look, sir. What time is it? You're not tired? Can you wrong with this? It's very important to understand this. I'm afraid. Suppose I'm afraid, psychologically. I then 
try to control it. I try to rationalize it. I try to escape from it. I go to somebody to help me to resolve it. So I'm always acting about on it. Is that clear? That's what we are all doing. Acting upon it either to dissipate it or to control it or to run away from it or to suppress it. This is what we do, acting upon it. So there's always this conflict. Are you that clear? The struggle not to be afraid, which is a conflict. Now, can that conflict end? I'm putting the question differently. Can that conflict between me and the fear, me controlling the fear, suppressing and so on, and thereby this division which inevitably brings conflict, can that conflict end? You get the point? That's my question. I say, how can that conflict end? Why does this division between the me, the I, who is trying to suppress, control, dominate fear, why is there this division? Is this division actual? Or is it merely semantic? Verbal, or not being able to solve the problem, thought has divided itself as the me and the fear. You understand? Am I talking to myself or can we go on? Sorry, you probably never thought about all this. It is important to resolve this conflict because we live in duality. The I am this, I should not be that, I should be that. So there is always this, du- this duality which brings about conflict. right? Now, I want to find out, uh, no, I won't choose that, I want to, can this conflict end? Is there, please listen to it, is there an opposite? I am afraid, the opposite is not to be afraid, right? or have courage. Is there an opposite to fear? Or there is only the ending of fear, not the opposite of fear. And if you see all this. So, is there an ending of fear? The ending being no conflict. Right? If I end it through conflict, that means I'll go on, it'll be perpetual. You get this? So can can this end? To end something, there must be no me who is trying to end it. Right? If I try to end it, I am in conflict with it. Right? But can I? Is there an observation of this reaction called fear without the past? Interfering with that observation. The past being the remembrances, the many fears I've had. So the past can abstain from looking at the fact without the memory of 
yesterdays. You have, have you, you haven't understood? <laughs> if I'm married, I meet my wife every day. Every day. Rather boring. Every day. Listen carefully, please. Don't laugh. Every day. So I begin to know her. I know how she looks, what her gestures, all the rest of it, words. So gradually I have built up a knowledge about her. And whenever I look at her, all the knowledge comes out. Right? The knowledge is the past. Right? As I've built the knowledge day after day, day after day, day after day, accumulated it through various incidents and so on and so on. So whenever I see her, this knowledge, which is the past, looks at her. Right? You're doing this. This is nothing new. Only we are putting it worse. And so this knowledge is the remembrance of things past, meeting the present, and so dividing. Right? Physically, of course, my wife is not like me, male and female. But psychologically, I've divided myself. You understand? The remembrance of the accumulated memories, which is knowledge about my wife, has separated me, has separated as the me and her. Got this? The past has brought about this division. Now, similarly, the past remembrances of fears, past remembrance of accidents of fear, the, the happenings of fear is stored in the brain. And that brain is remembering the past. And so when it present reaction which has been which comes, you name it immediately as fear and record it as fear. You follow this? Right? Is this clear? No, don't tell me this. Not clear. I can't do it, sir. I will try to put it in three or four different ways. The past is time. The past is the observer. And so the observer says, yes, that's fear. I know it's fear, because I've had it so many times. So, moment it recognizes, it's part of the past. Right? You see this fact. So can you look at that reaction? Is there an observation of that reaction without the past? And when you remember, when the past observes, you maintain the same movement. But when, the, when there is an observation without the past, you are looking at it afresh. Which is, when you observe from fear from the past, you are using an energy which has already been employed year after year, right? It's a wastage of energy. Is there a new energy that meets this fear without the past? Don't start questioning now. Oh, God's sake. You see? Fear exists only, I realize, one sees the truth that time and thought are the root of fear. Fear exists when there is inattention, when there is no attention. Right? 
if I give complete attention, the fear doesn't exist. But my brain has been conditioned not to give attention to this reaction. When you have sexual feelings, you're right? Whereas what do you call it? Fear. If you give total attention to it, which is not to analyze it, not to rationalize it, not to escape from it, not to observe it from the past. Attention means that giving your whole energy to look. Right? Then when you do, fear is wrong. I can't go on into this. I can go into it. We can go into it in different ways. On Saturday we'll go into it very much more. Because a mind that is has fear is a destructive, aggressive, neurotic mind. Whereas a mind that is utterly free of fear psychologically is an extraordinary mind.